0: Chapter Twelve of Zara the Cruel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Simona Perego. Zara the Cruel by Joan Conquest. Chapter Twelve. This is not the Bishop's Square. Arabic proverb. Abdul removed the locust from his bowl laid it on one side with three of its burden for future consumption and looked at ralph trenchard who sat hitting his evening meal some yards away then he went his finger and held it up frown looked across the red sand ridges and over to the scene of the disastrous battle and shook his head bad he said removing yet another locust from his shoulder bad locust, bad wind from the east bad homing of death he spread his fingers against the power of that bones and the victim of superstition twisted himself round from north to south as he sat. all bad from the beginning of a secondary journey into this bad desert he placed an iron plate spread with camel fat to hit up on the top of the up-to-date brazier which was the joy of his life spread a thin layer of dough made of dural upon it and wished waiting for it to brown prepared the five large dark locusts from frowing praying inwardly that his master would reject the succulent savoury five he commented as he salted the insects and rolled them up in the thin buttered cake praise to be to allah that we have one good homin hi six nine seven he plucked two more from his skirts and fearfully of finding the hate which would bring the hill halak of an even number ran swiftly across his master with his offering for two reasons ralph trenchard turned the savoury over with his fork he had just finished an excellently cooked meal of a highly spiced variety of the ubiquitous sham broth and as highly spicy and as excellent cooked partridge, and an handful of dates also had he become extremely suspicious of any fresh addition to the larder and of any new culinary effort on the part of his servant he refused the clips were brown rolled at first then thinking it only kind to reward the man for his devotion bit off an end and finished the lot topping abdul i'll have one every day what's it made of abdul hid his hands in his sleeves and he lied with the ease which comes from long practice little bits of meat and fat and vegetables fried in butter excellency the servant is rewarded by the light of pleasure in his master's eye ralph trenchard rose and shook himself we'd better be starting abdul he said flicking a locus from his lips. the journey of a day and the journey of a night that means the journey of two nights as we cannot travel in the sun and then and then i shall know i shall be certain and look here my friend don't you go cooking any of these disgusting bits and serve them up as fried dates or something he plucked one of the disgusting bits from his shirt-sleeve and flung it away then looked at his servant who stood motionless a cloud of the desteponsi dimming the habitually merry countenance well and what's the matter now have the camels stamped or the water-skins bars abdul suddenly knelt and touched the ground with his forehead give here unto the servant o master after not the journey linger yet one more night and, and yet one more day the omens are not propitious for the starting we are surrounded by that by the bones of our britain the east blows the wind from her mouth and from the north comes a puff of breath so that the wind will blow slantwise towards the west and the south. Well, why not? As long as it doesn't blow straight from the south like a furnace, I should say that we ought to be jolly well-placed. Abdul gathered three locus from the ground, stored them surreptitiously in his voluminous sleeve and rose to his feet, then walked close up to Ralph Trenchard, Salamid, and clasped his hands in fervent beseeching. These few disgusting bits, O oh Excellencies, are the forerunners, maybe, of a great storm of many disgusting bits, which in time of stress or famine are thankfully hidden by the harab and the camel. If the wind were otherwise set, Excellency, if it were but the locust wind from the east on to the west, then would I cry hast, hast, so that we should pass on and leave the storm behind but excellency the puff of breath from the north will cause the disgusting bits to follow us even southwards so that we are like to draw in a sea of crawling disgusting bits or to flee before them into the heart of the bad desert there to be fallen upon the heavy spirits which dwell therein excellency the homens are bad the locust is bad the wind is bad likewise the bones he paused to allow the dread of the last and worst homen to sink trophily into the white man's mind and the servant's camel has pulled the amulet of good luck from about the neck of the master's camel and followed another pause for the same good purpose has hidden it ralph trenchard lot and hurtly being one of the thrice blessed few who are absolutely free from the faintest trace of superstition the greatest course of modern days look here Abdul. He put his hand on the faithful man's shoulder and turned him in the direction of the south. Not so very far ahead, in an almost straight line from here, is it the range of mountains in which the woman Zara dwells. Abdul spat with vindictive vigour in a southward direction. That woman has knowledge of her excellency, who is to be my wife. Abdul, remembering the holy man's statement about Her Excellency's health, spread his fingers westward in the direction of the bones, glistening to the battlefield. And if you think locusts or bones or hamlet-hitting camels can prevent me from starting when I said we would start, and that is in an hour's time, then are you thrice mistaken? Abdul pushed one of the disgusting beasts, afflicted with an inclination to stray, back into his ribs, and i should advise you my son to heave those thoughts out of your mind or you'll have us wounding up to our necks in locus or the bones getting up and following us or the camels bursting from an overdose of good luck besides remember your prophecy about the holy man who you said was a bad holy man he hasn't brought us bad luck so far you are mistaken and you were and you are afraid and there was a limit to Abdul's capacity for holding his tongue. He made finger gestures toward the four quarters of the globe. Then shook his fist in the direction where lay the Bedouin camp, which they had left behind many days ago. Mistaken, ho, oh, master! Mistaken! Why did the holy man run, run like the ostrich, so that the marks of his holy feet showed hardly upon the soft sand? Why did I, the servant, find the footmarks of a camel far out in the desert, just where the feet of the holy man made no more marks upon the sand? I expect someone was waiting to give him a lift, Abdul. Then why not lift him to the gate of the Bedouin camp, O oh my master? Ranch Trenchard took his servant by the shoulder and turned him in the direction where lay the camels i expect he didn't want the others to know that he was living in the lap of luxury my son go and hit because i am coming to overhaul everything and see that all is ship-shape before we start to the last bit of the journey at the end of which this uncertainty will be lifted from me in spite of its pleasantry, abdul recognizes that the one tone in his master's voice which always caused him to obey with alacrity his solemn departed to do his master's bidding gathering a good sleeve of locusts as he went and sat making fingers gesture toward the hist and returning thanks to Halla for the tasty addition to the meal while the disgusting beast brought nicely upon the iron plate spread with camel fat But a few hours later he turned in his saddle then raised his hand to the heavens which shone black as with a thunder towards the east may allah burn them with the fire of his wrath may his right hand crush the life from them may he speak words of anger so that they are swept from the white man's path from his seat upon the first of seven camels he looked at ralph trenchard who rode at his side and back along the six bits, which fastened and muzzled to scrimp tail by rope, had leisurely followed each other up and down the great ridge whistled the menacing clouds spread rapidly across the sky. Ralph Bertrandshire turned and looked back. I'm sorry I have been the cause of your getting into this frightful danger, Abdullah, he said quietly. Still, I have been in tighter corners than this and won't out, so we won't despair you see the swarm may pass well over our heads as there is nothing green for it to settle on within miles besides if we had stayed where we were it would have been the same thing we haven't got so very far from the camp still i am sorry and hi the rest of the sentence was jerked from him as his camel stumbled to his knees half and with an infuriated scream, got to its feet with the couriers back, jumped exclusively to a fallen camel. They proceeded in silence for almost a quarter of a mile when there came a shout from Abdul, which was lost in a chorus of shrieks and groans and lamentations from the string as the middle camel crashed, pulling its brother behind to its knees by the rope attached to its halter and its sisters in front to a sitting position by the rope attached to her skimpy tail until at last the seven beasts sprawled upon the ground ralph trenchard followed abdul's pointing finger lost in his thoughts and without looking at the ground over which he travelled he had passed up and down the ridges which were soon to end in a great flat space he looked down now and shuddered at the sight a thin layer of brown crony locusts lay upon the sands as far as an eye could see a terrible living sheet of slipperiness upon which no bite or quadruped could hope to remain upright for long he did not hesitate he shook out the feet long leather thong of the camel whip and flickered the sides of the nearest fallen camel against which was already forming a drift of locusts and as the camel tried to rise he flicked the others with abdul alternately shouted encouragement and prayed to allah and when at last the beasts had been forced to their feet to stand indifferent and contemptuous he took his camels slowly across to where abdul set up the leader and looked at him in the face with logos hurled by the ever increasing wind rattled like hailstones upon his topi and caught and clung and crowed over his shirt and branches and over his servant's robes you must decide abdul he said quietly you belong to the desert you have seen a local storm many times do we go forward or back or do we stay here and wait praying that it will pass before we die of suffocation abdul did not hesitate already the insects covered the camels feet and were clinking in bunches to their sides already the camels were moaning like children in pain a sure sign that fear utterly possessed them and that panic pressed them close we will move forward and will his excellency fasten his shirt lest the disgusting beasts crowd about his person we are in the hands of allah o oh, my master and we must follow the path marked out for us even if it is spread with a carpet of locusts the hurt of the storm has not yet reached us kismet it, uh, it is the will of allah forward my master for that way the future always lies inch by inch with the letter tongued whip curling backwards and forwards over the string and abdul alternately shouting encouragement praying to allah and calling upon on the hide of the great prophet the camel climbed the next ridge which rose high above its fellow owing to a mass of volcanic rock beneath it with the locust cloud spread across the heavens. With its forefeet just over the edge of the downhorde steep descent, Ralph Trencher's camel slipped, threw him clear over his head down to the bottom of the deep, then followed in a series of terrible somersaults to collapse at the bottom with a broken neck. Don't get down, Abdul! For God's sake, don't get down! shouted ralph trenchard as he scrambled to his feet just as the seven in a string well back on their hunches slid down safely to the baston the ridge meanwhile growing higher and higher, and the locust pied upon it i'll cut you loose and take the second camel it's got two water skins you have got to take one we'll fix it on somehow he hacked at the rope with fastened abdul's camel to the second then cut through the rope connecting the second and third unfastened the water-skins, pulled at the back of the second camel, wrenched the saddle from the dead vest and handed it up to Abdullah, who drew it across the other camel back. Jam the brute against the side, Abdullah. I'm going underhead, Tight. That's it. Don't let it move. That's it. Fling the off-strap further over. My god. That's it. I've done it. Keep him jammed. I'm getting the water-skins on. Oh, my God, what's worse? One of those friends has driven its city into heat. Fasten this one to your saddle. You hear what I said? Fasten it. I've got my water bottle and you'll get the whip across your back if you don't. I'm going to tighten the strap. Jam him still. I'm coming out. You can give me a leg up. I... my... Abdul bent and hauled him up as he crept from under the camel's belly and almost threw him into the saddle. Come, master, come, hasten, the the camel's fight, they are mad with fear, they kill all they see when mad. Nay, master, be not so mad thyself. What matter if they be bound together? They are but camels and told, O master, heart a son of God, turn my camel, excellency but the camels would not turn true they backed in their fear of the other five which fastened together shrinked and fought tore as them as they vainly tried to climb out at the deep in which the stream of locusts was rising inch by inch but get them round they could not however hard they pulled at the cast-iron mouth and struck them on the off shoulder then abdul yelled and tore off his outer cloak sitting breathless, in voluminous drawers and vests, ready for the onslaught. The five camels, hopelessly fastened together, had straightened themselves out. The first, clean mad with fear, had seen two of its own kind standing quietly a little way ahead. For a second it stood quite still, excepting for its head, which swarmed from side to side, with great eyes rolling and long tongue hanging from the foam-flecked mouth then he shrieked as only a camel can and charged dragging the hudders which rocked from side to side, they slipped and fell and scrambled to their feet under the spur of the terrible thief which met in the hid quarters and the agony of the ropes which lashed muzzled and tail together the foremost saw the open space of the waiting camels of sight and made for it blindly drew level with abdul and swung its head visually sideways to find itself enveloped in the man's coat following a frightened chain in which he stood quite still lost in the darkness which had suddenly overtaken it with the other four rushed backwards and forwards and swung themselves round until they jammed in a fighting circle quick master now follow Allah protect thee in this corner of Jamam. Fear at last moves my satan-possessed beast. My Allah cause it to burn in the nearmost pit. The faithful man leant over and gripped the halter and brached Ralph Trenchard's camel round as its own turn. We will go apace. We will. His words were lost in the screaming of the five camels as the foremost freed of the cloak. suddenly charged up the side of the ridge up up almost to the top pulling its companions after it up to the edge where the locust lay thick then down over and over with his fellow-prisoners fighting struggling screaming back to the bottom of the deep where it is wise to leave them to the mercy of allah the two men urged their camels sweetly from the terrible sight which with a soft fit 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 the locusts fell upon each other with the sound of raindrops upon glass the sky was black with them. They swept above their heads with the whistling sound of the tropical hailstorm. We will stay here, Master, if it be the will of Allah. We will throw the disgusted beasts out as they feel in the space about us, too hard a while and i back. Yet are we brothers in distress and in the sight of Allah ralph trenchard held out his hand which abdul just touched as his son he'd. but it was not the will of allah that should remain to die perhaps of suffocation in the deep field with locusts it was his will per change that they should make a last fight for life which is good when filled with love love of the woman love of the master love of the brother and friend abdul turned for one moment to secure the water-skin more firmly upon his saddle when his camel stopped rushing blindly ahead for no good reason as is the custom of the brutes followed by Ralph Trenchers, he turned sharply and scrambled to the top of the ridge where the men bent double to save their faces from the driving locust rain master Ralph Trenchard heard his servant's voice as his camel turned and fled along the top of the ridge until it was shallowed up in the locust storm abdul he called covering his face with his arm god that keep he beat the insects off his shoulder beat them off as they piled thickly behind him on the saddle paused for a moment in the ghastly work as a faint hallah came to him from somewhere out of the dark then beat the horrible things which crawled all over him with a sickening crashing of their scaly bodies the camel crazed with the things which covered it as with a coat of mail slid shrankly down the side of the ridge and scrambled up the farther side and down and up the next and yet the next Rough Trencher with his feet crossed round the pommel of his saddle bent his head to his knees and rode from mile after mile, clutching the tops of course her up under the camel's shoulders, with the locusts piled up on his back and neck. Why should he try to stop the camel? Why should he get down? Why should he not go on and on forever riding, riding through the endless desert of warning, crawling, creeping locust, which strangled across the heavens and the earth from north to south, from east to west, was it not the will of Allah? Was not up he went and down, hanging on on the coarse hair just above the camel's shoulders, up and down, and then on and on, evenly, smoothly, with the locust twist like a tropical ice-storm and the sky lighting away down in the east as the great curtain of insects swept toward and away to the west. And he went on and on, shuddering under the feeling of the locust crawling over him when they had the long since taken flight, leaving him and his camel free, and on and on through the journey of the scorching day which followed the journey of the night, and still onward in the way which was to lead him to certain knowledge of the girl he loved, on and on, with his head bent to his knees and his hands clutching the coarse hair, mercifully unconscious at last. On and on, until a range of mountains show faintly in the far distance, and the sun went down behind it, just as many miles away, two Arabs journeying towards the oasis of Harak drew Abdul out from under his dead camel, and finding that he returned, straightened the broken leg between improvised splints and placed him gently upon the third camel, which carried all the worthy belongings. End of chapter twelve.